The Yak Legion Podcast and the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Podcast are sponsored by the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. You can reach them at BuckeyeKayakFishingTrail.com. Strictly Sail in Blue Ash, Ohio. Reach out to Brian for all your Hobie needs at 513-984-1907. And American Tackle Company. You can find them at americantackle.us. You're listening to the Yak Legion Podcast, and tonight I have Aaron Mathis on, and we're going to talk about kayak fishing Utah. Uh, Christian couldn't make it tonight. He is busy, uh, but he will make the next episode, which will be our kayak camping corner episode, so get ready for that, guys. So I got Aaron on tonight. How's it going, Aaron? I'm great, Zach. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Just enjoyed Father's Day. Had a nice weekend with the family, and... Uh, looking to get back into fishing. I'm fishing a two-day tournament next weekend at Raccoon Creek Outfitters and for the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. And Man, it's the most fun event up here uh, by far. I mean, the most fun tournament um, I participated last year. And it was so much fun, we decided to make it two days this year. So oh, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, is that multi-species or just bass? Just bass. You got two days, just bass. Uh, eight hours one day, eight hours the next. Uh, we usually get fed real good. The uh, Raccoon Creek Outfitters up there feeds us. And it's a private campground. We can drink a few beers and relax. And uh, we they have a communal fire, so everybody in the campground will all come. We'll come up, come around one big fire, and we'll drink a few beers and we'll talk kayak fishing. I know they're giving away two kayaks this year, and uh, uh, that that's pretty exciting stuff right there. No kidding. That sounds great. I want to join. <laughs> yeah if you're ever in ohio come up fish the buckeye trail it's a lot of fun so um, you mentioned before the podcast you guys just went camping uh, where'd you guys go over the weekend yeah we um we try to go every weekend we're not fishing one of the tournaments um we try to go up to the uenas and uh i was telling you it's just like a little slice of heaven here in utah it is about when you get out of Camas, which is one of the smaller cities here, um, you completely lose cell phone service. And it is just miles and miles. There's over a thousand lakes. There's unnamed lakes up there. They're all stocked with beautiful trout. You've got browns, tiger, rainbows, um, brook trout, um, golden trout are up there also. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you could do miles of backpacking, get get lost for days. Or you can, uh, we take our little, we took our little camper up there camped right next to a, a a lake and enjoyed some father's day with the kids so yeah you mentioned fishing you mentioned utah and i always thought utah is more of like a desert rocky sandy type <laughs> terrain i guess there's a lot of water out that way i'm surprised <laughs> yeah so southern utah i think just cut it almost in half in southern utah you've got that that flat desert there's definitely some some mountains too tons of mountains here but um you know, you got Southern Utah, you got the Moab, Bryce Canyons, that's all the desert red rock area. And then you go north and it is just green. You've got, you know, pine trees everywhere. So much water for sure. There are, there are so many fisheries around. It's great. 
Well, the trout sound nice. How's the bass fishing out there? <laughs> um, you know, it's 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 iffy. Uh, we definitely, uh, yeah, we definitely have a lot of uh, waters with bass. Our bass are um, just not maintained, um, which I think we're going to work with uh, DWR next year about uh, how to upgrade our fisheries and, and help preserve the bass life. But um, you, our smallmouth bass tournaments, you're typically looking at possibly 60 inches to win it. Holy cow. Uh, yeah, we've got some small bass here. Largemouth, uh, some of our largemouth fisheries are are. That's another story. You can you can easily be up in the eighties, um, but you know it's it's still tough. You have to you probably have to catch about forty small ones to find a real a real good one. If you want a nineteen or twenty, you're you're catching about forty small ones before that happens. Wow, it sounds like your DNR puts more time into the trout than they do any other species. They sure do. Um, fly fishing is huge here in Utah, and um, I think it's great. We have beautiful um, trout, walleye, um, kokanee salmon. That's another huge um, sought-after fish here. But bass needs a little bit of help, and I think I think with with us pairing up with maybe one of the bass boat clubs here, we could probably get something done next year. So it sounds like you're in a, um, a big fly fishing area with a lot of trout. How'd you get into kayak bass fishing? Uh, so I moved to Utah in 2007. And probably a few years after that, my neighbor invited me out on his boat. And we went bass fishing. And um, I was it was nice that it was a different technique. It wasn't sitting on a bank with a bobber and a beer. and a, not that That's not fantastic. Um, but it, he showed me techniques and flipping and, and all these other things. And I was like, this is cool. It takes, sometimes it takes skill, you know, and, uh, fast forward, like 10 years, maybe I, uh, graduated college and bought myself a Hobie, not for anything other than I just wanted to go kayaking. Yeah. And, um, well, sorry, I bought a lifetime Tamarack first and I, accidentally caught a bass I was actually kind of trout fishing and uh and I was like oh my god I remember this thrill and uh, I was like I need something more stable and so I I bought a Hobie and then it was probably three months after that I found kayak fishing Utah on Facebook and I realized holy crap there is a whole like this is a sport I didn't even know it was a sport I just was out there fishing on my own trying to have some fun and bam, found out it was a sport and I'm a competitive girl. I've been in sports since I was a kid. And, uh, so I took that head on 2018. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. You fish any, uh, KBF events? Yeah. I mean, didn't you make it to national championships one year? I did. Um, so last year was my first year that I really, um, I, I actually qualified for KBF NC my first year cause I got angler of the year for kayak fishing Utah. Nice. And, um, and so I qualified for the NC. I went to the NC It's kind of my first year after my divorce. And I promised myself I was just going to travel and have a blast and try to fish all these events. And so I went out to California for, I think four of the KBF events, cause they didn't have anything other closer than California. So it was about 12 hours each way driving and um fish new maloney's lower otai a um, bunch of these different uh berryessa and delta 
all these different tournaments and it was just a blast. I did go to the KBFNC in Louisiana and, uh, man, I, I traveled myself out. It was great. I'll do it again, but, uh, definitely spent some time traveling. It was fun. That's a lot of, that's a long way to go. 12 hours there, 12 hours back. I mean, that's 24 hours of driving for oh, yeah. That's yeah. pretty brutal. But I love the that. The NC was 31, mi- 31 hours, I think, each way. <laughs> Wow. It was wonderful. So tell me about kayak fishing in Utah. How did you get involved with that? Yeah. So like I said, I originally just found him on Facebook and uh, was just kind of getting some tips and tricks from other people who rigged their kayaks up. And then they started up that bass tour in 2018. And I I hit every single tournament. I didn't miss a single one. And uh, like I said, I took Angler of the Year. Um, and then this last year, 2019, um, it, it was kind of getting to the point where the tournament director didn't, it wasn't fun for him anymore. And so, uh, me and my buddy, Joe Randall, we, we offered to take it over and we did, and we've, uh, made it completely, uh, it's not a nonprofit organization, but we don't take any profit. Every single dime goes back to the angler. And, uh, we've, we had, typically we have a six tournament with a, with a, state championship but due to the the virus this year we had to cancel our first tournament so now we've got five tournaments in the state state championship and here we are we added a juniors league and just been rolling with it holy cow juniors league too uh how many members are in your main kayak fishing group uh i think we just count we've got like 51 or something like that and we nice. kept out our first tournament this year at 50. It's a small, it was only a 500 acre lake. Um, the second tournament was like two to three hours from Salt Lake, kind of middle of nowhere. And we had 35 anglers. And then you don't have to be a member to fish our events, but um, you get a discount if you do, or you get obviously AOI points. And then, um, yeah, for the juniors league, I think we've got eight kids signed up. And almost all of them make it to every tournament. We had some amazing sponsors. Um, Tourney X is helping us out with some of those fees. And Kate uh, Field had, gave a very substantial donation. Got all these kids huge. Like uh, They got a new rod and reel. They got some some lures, a t-shirt. So they're all set up for the year. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been great. So you have a youth division and you have the adult division. What species uh, of fish do you guys go after? It's all bass um, for the live tournaments. The kids' tournaments is the same dates and times as our um, main tournaments because most of these kids, their parents are already fishing our events. So the kids get to go out with their with their dad or mom on the water and uh, fish alongside them. In the same amount of time, they can get off the water early if they need to, obviously. Um and then during our month, we do month-long tournaments, um, smaller fee, uh, typically smaller amount of participation, but it's nice because we, Utah, it's, you could drive six hours and still be in Utah, and, and as most states are. And so some of those people who are not so close to our live tournaments, they get, they get to experience that. Plus, we allow pontoons in our month-longs. And um, that is a multi-species event. It's just a slot limit between 10 and 20 inches. Oh, wow. So all your tournaments are in the state of Utah? They are right now. I'm looking to go up to Idaho for one, but uh, right now we're just sticking with Utah. How do you guys deal with the heat? Don't we get pretty hot up there? 
Uh, it does. It's, I want to say we probably hit a hundred. That's probably our max. Um, I'm from Arizona. So like Phoenix area. So to me, this isn't really hot, (laughs) but yes, it does get warm. We, what we do now is, um, like I said, all the, every penny goes back to the angler. So all the membership fees, that pays for, um, we feed and we make, we hydrate our anglers after every single tournament. I think it's really important. I personally have had sun poisoning or heat stroke, whatever you want to call it. I've given it to myself multiple times. Unfortunately, I I'm an idiot and don't wear sunscreen sometimes. And then I'm deathly ill afterward. And, and I've, if that's dangerous, you know, we've got some older competitors, even the younger ones. Um, so we make sure that we've got cold water and food waiting for all our anglers when they get off the water as well. Well, that's amazing. You guys feed and uh, hydrate everybody. Do you guys do any raffles after the tournament? We sure do. We got some awesome sponsors. This year was a little um, a little bit less due to COVID. Some of our normal sponsors just, uh, you know, I we understand, you know, they were hit because of the virus. So, uh, but Lifetime uh, products gave us coolers. They've been doing that since the beginning. And these are some awesome coolers. Um, stealth rod holders. Um, they are stealth fishing products, I think is what they go by. They gave us a bunch of rod holders for our uh, adult and youth division. And then um, a Torquedo, they, we've got certificates from them this year. So yeah, it's been, we've got some pretty awesome sponsors and, and, and we do a bit, we try to do a big thing afterward. We're obviously trying to observe social distancing and everything. And anybody who's compromised with health issues, we ask that they stay home. We'll make sure they get their raffle prize anyway. And, <laughs> and yeah, it's, we try to make it as family friendly as possible. Yeah. That's my next question. And you kind of answered it already. Like, how do you guys deal with the COVID-19 pandemic? I know you said you canceled your first tournament this year. We did. Our state parks were closed and they actually opened a week before our, our tournament was, but I'm glad we didn't decide to still do the tournament because uh, people were literally jumping fences to get in and they ended up having to shut it down yeah it was insane for the safety of our anglers with boats and stuff there's no way i would have wanted to be on the water that day so um yeah it was it was it was insanity from what i understand (laughs) but uh no so we've joe and i make sure we did not this last tournament we were both exhausted and, and busy and we didn't wear masks. The first time we wore masks, we don't, you know, we're going to get close. We try to do picture ops. So we, you know, stay 50 or 50 feet, six feet away as we take a picture. And, you know, we want to make sure everybody's recognized for their first, second, third place. And then we obviously um, boast our sponsors. So we get a picture of the angler who won, you know, the lifetime cooler with that. And then um, we have, we normally tell people, bring your families, we'll feed you all. Uh, we have asked them that they do not bring their families because I think right now it's um, gatherings of 50 people or less is like the law. So as long as we're under that 50 people, we uh, we can kind of stay and, and do a live award ceremony. If not, we'd have to shut it down and send everyone home. So that's the only difference is we've asked people not to bring their families, which sucks. But, you know, hopefully it'll get better soon. Yeah, keep the people down, the numbers down. Yeah. Exactly. You know, we got lucky here in Ohio. Uh, our state parks remained open the whole time during this mm-hmm. whole pandemic. And so what our trail did is we switched a lot of our in-person events to online-only events. And yeah. Actually, 
first in-person event of the year will be this weekend at Raccoon Creek. And we've switched all our tournaments before to online only. Yeah, we we absolutely would have done that because um, um, our first tournament was San Hollow, and that was actually supposed to be a KBF trail event. I was going to run that trail event for KBF. Wow. Uh, and it just, it was unfortunate. KBF had to cancel like their first through May or something like that. So they canceled that one for us. And Joe and I were holding out to the last second. And then they, for some reason, decided to close state parks. So yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Then everybody bum rushed them when they opened them. So it was just, you know, kind of honestly, it probably did the opposite of what they wanted it to do. It was kind of a, in my opinion, it was a silly uh, decision, but maybe there was some understanding I didn't have before for that, you know? That had to have been rough because that was the only thing to do. Because I was <laughs> off work. I guess I'm not essential. I was off work for two months. Uh, luckily, I was paid to be off work. But okay. uh, there wasn't nothing to do except for go to the state parks and go fishing or go walk a trail or go hiking or something uh-huh. like that. And I'm glad they kept the state parks open so at least people could go out and get some exercise. But, man, I'd hate to imagine total shutdown where you can't even go to the state parks you can't even go to the neighborhood park you're just stuck in your house that's awful i feel for you yeah it was it was pretty interesting people getting cooped up um i noticed that the social media on facebook through kayak fishing utah people were getting um angry with each other and um not being appropriate online it was the first time i had to start blocking people and yelling at people and personally messaging them telling them you can't say that like that's not okay <laughs> so i i understand everybody everybody who took this and went through it in a different way and uh you know as long as uh i don't know as long as everything starts opening up we can do outdoor things i think things will settle down a little bit in that regard you know i don't really want to get into a big social media debate but uh, <laughs> so social media is starting to become a bad thing i think it's mm. just mm-hmm. so many people fighting and arguing and anytime you get on there it's all it is it's all facebook is it's depressing, right okay. <laughs> if it was, honestly, i say this if it wasn't for kayak fishing utah i would probably have deleted my facebook completely but you know i want to run this club and, and that's what keeps me going but man you're right i've got all these friends that are just posting the most depressing things and and they're fighting with each other. And, and oh, man, that 30-day snooze button has been my best friend on half my friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I have yet to use that. But I kind of just keep scrolling. I see something like yeah. this. Just keep scrolling. Don't fight with people. Because that's the worst thing you could do is get in an internet fight. Because a lot of these people have so much time on their hands. <laughs> That it seems like they have nothing else better to do but sit there and fight you over an opinion online and just will fight you to the teeth. And no matter what you say or what you do, you cannot convince anybody anything. People I are, agree. <laughs> people are, are, are stuck in their way of thinking and will not accept any other thought process besides their own. We <laughs> <I> agree. <laughs> That's funny. Well, let's take a commercial break here, and we will be back with Aaron, and I want to talk more about some bass fishing. (laughs) 
Now a word about all the awesome companies who support the Yak Legion podcast. Venom Lures. Venom Lures in Lancaster, Ohio is known for their great soft plastics and terminal tackle. They have been providing quality products from right here in Ohio since 1984. Mr. Dustin Carnes is the new owner of Venom Lures and inventor of the DK rig. It's a weedless version of the Ned rig that's taking the fishing world by storm. Check them out at Venomlers.com. Strictly Sailing Kayak. Strictly Sailing Kayak is located on Kenwood Road in Blue Ash, Ohio. They sell Hobie, New Canoe, Feel Free, Three Waters, and Johnny Boat Kayaks. They have been providing high-quality service to fishermen and watercraft enthusiasts since 1978. Reach out to Brian Tacey at 513-984-984. 1907 or check them out at strictlysaleinc.com. American Tackle. American Tackle, the inventors of the microwave line guide system, sells a variety of terminal tackle and fishing lures along with custom rods and accessories. You can find them at americantackle.us. The Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. It's the biggest kayak fishing trail in Ohio and holds fishing events all over the Buckeye State. Check out their website at BuckeyeKayakFishingTrail.com. And that's for more information and details. Come out and fish with us, y'all. Hey, thanks everyone for listening to the podcast and all the support. You can follow Yak Legion on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and all of those can be found at the Yak Legion Podcast. You can email us with any questions at the Yak Legion Podcast at gmail.com. We have Yak Legion decals for sale on the Facebook page. Every decal sold, guys, goes a long way to support the podcast. Don't forget to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll give you a shout-out on the podcast to say thanks for all the support. OPH Outdoors. OPH Outdoors is a local Ohio Anglers YouTube channel. Learn all the tips and tricks from fishing Ohio's waters, along with seeing some of the fish Ohio has to offer. From fishing footage to seasonal-based fishing knowledge, OPH Outdoors has videos for every Ohio angler. Eventually. Hey, Yak Legion, I would like to welcome our newest sponsor to our program, Bold North Outdoors, makers of the best portable power station on the market today. Folks, when you're out on the water, you need a partner to keep your adventures powered up and going strong. That's where Bold North Outdoors is your go-to power partner. Power up all your devices on the water or off. Run your fish finder and trolling motor on your kayak and canoe. Charge your cell phones, laptops, and GoPros. Run lights, fans, and even your CPAP. Whatever your power needs, count on Bold North Outdoors to keep the energy flowing. Bold North Outdoors outperforms all its competitors. First, they are built tough with marine-grade components to withstand all Mother Nature can throw at you. Second, they feature powerful lithium phosphate batteries, the safest, lightest, and longest-lasting batteries. Out there, giving you four times the the usual performance of other batteries. All batteries have built-in BMS, which gives you charging and discharging cutoff protection for your safety and increased longevity of the battery. And they are also accessible and customizable. Easily added string of batteries, access the internal circuit breaker, and connect a solar panel to recharge the battery. 
with three different models, there's one to fit your unique outdoor needs. No other power station can match Bold North Outdoors for durability, endurance, and flexibility. I'm telling you, I've got one, and I'm a believer. Sometimes it's just not its not just about luck. It's about being prepared. So keep on paddling with Bold North Outdoors. It's the best portable power station to keep you in control and powered up. Here's something you don't want to miss. Bold North Outdoors is launching a Kickstarter campaign on July 7th. For a limited time, Bold North Outdoors is offering their newly released best-in-class portable power stations at a substantial discount. Choose from three different models, each designed to fit your unique outdoor needs. Support their campaign today and join them on their journey toward off-grid power when you need it most. Now we are back with Aaron. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the message from our sponsors. And uh, let's get talking some bass fishing. So, in your experience with your uh, kayak fishing, Utah, what's the biggest bass you've seen caught? <laughs> um, in Utah, in it Utah. is, I want to say it's on the board in the last three years, is the 21 inches. Wow, that's the biggest one? The biggest one. You yeah. weren't kidding when there's small fry there. <laughs> you want to see some small fish? You come to Utah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I follow Kate, too, online, and she oh, does a lot great. of fishing. It seems like the, the bass fishing in her areas really aren't that great. I guess that's all of Utah, though. You guys really have to struggle. <laughs> We're pretty close, actually. Uh, we don't live too far from each other. Um, I love Kate. She's a great friend of mine. And, uh, you know, she she definitely is a little more hardcore on saying we have the crappiest bass fishing I I'm a little more on the upswing. I've seen, I, I know of some really good bass fisheries and they're in there a hundred percent, but it, it, it takes some finessing. They're older, they're wiser. It's not, you know, when you go to California, they're pulling out 24s, 25s, you know, almost on a daily. I'm seeing some of my friends take these pictures, Florida, Texas, uh, you know, and, and yeah, sure. We, we definitely don't have the big ones, especially our small mouths, but, um, you know, we have we have some chunky guys in here, but you want to get something bigger, you got to go up to like Idaho or over to California or something. It's unfortunate. <laughs> we got some decent sized bass here in Ohio. You'll see a 23 or a 24 every once in a while. Oh, nice. They're kind of rare, though. Uh, 19 and 20 inches. Uh, seems like a lot of these guys in some of these tournaments recently have been catching a bunch of them. It leads me to believe we have a big population of them. So there's some nice bass fishing here. Nice. I need to. I definitely need to stop over there for sure. What's your biggest bass um, um, statewide? I mean, countrywide. I mean, I know you said you traveled around some to do tournaments. What's your biggest bass to date? Yeah, surprisingly, um, last not last two Octobers ago, I think um, I went up to um, Idaho. And it was off uh, a little offshoot of the Snake River, and I caught a 22. So that's my largest. Nice. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy with it. She was a chunk. Um, I thought I was reeling up a log and uh, <laughs> barely had her hooked. It was on a, a wacky rig drop shot, of all things. And, uh, yeah, that was, like, the best day of my life. I've caught some... Uh, my bat, my biggest in Utah is 19, and I think that's probably the biggest I've caught. Like even in California, I caught a 19. Louisiana, I think I caught an 18. But yeah, Idaho. 
Man, Louisiana, I love to go down there and fish with them alligators. <laughs> yeah, I was a little nervous. I was, um, I was packing, I won't lie. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Second Amendment right right there. Picks <laughs> yeah. up against alligators and crazy rednecks. <laughs> yeah. I had to keep myself protected. I didn't know what those gators were going to do. I, I don't even think I saw one while I was there, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what did you catch that on? So a drop shot, uh, wacky rig, Senko? Yeah, so it's they're called salt sticks. Is uh, maniac maniac custom lures. Uh, unfortunately, he's retiring and selling his business, but uh, everything's sixty percent off right now. <laughs> but yeah, they're uh, they're awesome. They're that was the first bass uh, rig I ever used coming to Utah, and it's definitely something I use daily still. So, wow, what are three lures that you never leave home without, no matter where you oh, go? Oh, I would say. Oh man, this keeps changing lately. I'm I've been I've been experimenting with new things. Um, definitely a salt stick, or like you would say, probably a Senko. I like the five inch. Um, then I've got uh, oh yeah. So I'm a finesse fisher, a hundred percent. Tubes gets it tubes. Oh and yeah, then, tubes. And, yeah. Um, and then, uh, the other thing I've, I've last year, I probably caught 95% of my fish on is uh same company maniac and they make a two inch minnow and I, and I drop shot that and that has been gold for me. Drop shot. And it sounds like you fish a lot of deeper water. How deep are those lakes out there in Utah? Um, they can get pretty deep, some a couple hundred feet, but, uh, we've got bowls here. It is literally steep sides and deep. Um, very few of our fisheries have grass for one or any sort of foliage inside the water. It's rock and they're bowls and they're deep for sure. Wow. How do you target fish and find fish in those bowls? Uh, you got to find piles of rocks, maybe a fallen tree. Um, relating to structure. Yeah, definitely look for structure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if there is any. If not, go into a cove. Typically, you'll find the bigger fish sitting in there, depending on the time of year. So, I've caught them in fifty, and I've caught them in five inches, all in the same day. It's really hard to, it's really hard to judge here. It's a, Utah's a bipolar state. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Do you use electronics at all? Do you what electronics are you using? Um, I had a Lowrance, uh hooked to the um, the side scan imaging. I can't remember where, which model it was. I actually sold it with my Hobie recently, so I'm without electronics at the moment and looking. I'm on the market. <laughs> so. Oh, I gotcha. What are you in right now? You sold your Hobie, you said? Yeah, so um, I was borrowing a buddy's Hobie Outback for these last couple tournaments. He's... Um, he's uh, great friend of mine and he's unfortunately going to be going back overseas to afghanistan uh to he's a civilian but he deploys and uh i really appreciate him very much but uh i do have a a pescador pilot pedal drive and uh it's gonna do the job and that's what i'm gonna use for a little bit but hobie 360 is is my next boat for sure oh those things are awesome (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's definitely on my radar it's just something yeah it's gonna be there 
all bad. Yeah, those things are awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so something I ask all my uh, all my guests on here. Uh, what's a fishing story? It could be something tragic or, or happy or something funny. Um, what's one that comes to mind? Oh gosh, who was I talking to the other day? Um, I could probably tell you a funny fishing story. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's probably all I can think of right now. Um, I hate snakes. So we'll just start off with that. But uh, a couple of my buddies know this story, but I was on the Snake River of all places. And um, for ladies, peeing on the water is not the easiest thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I know. My wife, <laughs> my wife has peed in all kinds of crazy places. I know all about that. <laughs> I've, I've bent down in my pedal drive hole. I've tried to go off the side. I've, I mean, it's, you know, it is... Not the easiest thing. It is, yeah. I've done it in a poncho, you know. Um, But on the Snake River, I think I'd gone like eight hours without being able to pee. And I was like, I got to find a pull off. And the Snake River's fast and there's not much place to pull off. It's kind of in a canyon. So I finally find this one spot I could pull off on. And I, um, I, I get out of my boat and I find a tree. I hop around the tree real quick. I start pulling down my pants and I feel like this pain in my ankle and I look down and there's this baby garter snake and he is biting my ankle because I stepped on him. I know. Thank God for that. But I screamed my head off for one. And then um, as I'm screaming, I'm trying to pull my pants up. And then I peed my pants at the same time. And, uh, so, and the water in the Snake River was in the 30s. So there's no way I'm taking a dip to clean out, clean off. And so, yeah, I finished off that tournament smelling like pee. I won't lie. I did good. I still fished. <laughs> that's awesome. I guess that's why they call it the Snake River. <laughs> yeah. Makes so much sense now, right? <laughs> yes, ma'am. That's funny. <laughs> we got some crazy stories on here. We've had Jody Queen was attacked by an alligator in Florida. I've heard that story. It like latched onto the front of his yak, didn't it? Yeah, he had to beat it off with his paddle and bloody oh, his eye. Oh my gosh. No thanks. We you. had Heather from Florida Fisherman Magazine. She was arrested in Cuba uh, for oh. taking a selfie in front of government buildings. It's illegal to take pictures of government buildings and like they threw her to the ground with their boot on the back of her head type arresting her. They wasn't getting Oh trapped. my goodness. And her yeah. mates, they took her into interrogation. She said, Hey, I was just taking a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> they basically let her go. Oh my god, that's scary. Holy crap. Yeah, being thrown in jail by a selfie. Golly. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> Deep, uh, goodness. Well, I've had a lot of uh, a lot of fun talking to you tonight, Aaron. Uh, it's yeah, always you too. Seemed like an interesting gal. Uh, do you have any pro staffs or teams that you want to give a shout out to? Uh, you know, they kind of uh, fizzled out for me a little bit this year. I, um, I'm focusing so much. I my first few years, I focused on winning, and I did that. And now I'm focusing on creating a bad i don't know if i can cuss or not but a badass club in utah (laughs) and uh and so i've um my my one i will definitely give a shout out to them because they're still so great to me 
Idaho River Sports up in Boise. Uh, I was on their fishing team last year, and um, I'm sure they would have had me back, but I moved even an hour further south. So making it up to their demos and stuff was just a little too hard for me this season, but they are fantastic. They've got Hobies and all sorts of boats. They've got a demo demo pond that you could take them out on and uh stan is the man there he'll definitely take care of you and then maniac custom lure is another awesome company that uh would have stuck around with but he is retiring this year so other than that i just want to thank uh i want to give a shout out to my buddy uh joe randall shoot fish life uh follow him on on uh youtube he's pretty he's got some hilarious and awesome videos he catches a almost 27-incher in, in Berryessa uh, last year. Uh, I was there with him. It's the funniest video you'll ever watch. Because <laughs> we're, we're used to 10-inch fish. He catches his 27-inch bass. And, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he's my partner in crime with uh, Kayak Fishing Utah. And then a shout-out to my amazing boyfriend, Brian, and our kids, Ellie and, and uh, Odin. And uh, their support and and love and they're they're all fishing with me now and it's been great well that's amazing i love to hear that how can people follow you online oh um i am i don't have a youtube yet i think that's gonna happen this year i'm working on that i just not graceful on camera but uh on instagram it's the utah anglerette with underscores in between each word and then you can find me at uh aaron mathis on facebook feel free to send a friend friend request um I love to talk fishing. I do not like to talk politics or religion, um, but like uh, you want you want to talk fishing. I'm all about it, uh, and how we can grow this sport and get kids involved. That's 100 uh, percent where I'm at. So yeah, come find me. Well, that's amazing. I got one more question for you tonight. Uh, what are your future plans for kayak fishing, Utah? Anything big coming up? Man. Um, I don't know. I got to elevate it somehow. Uh, I think COVID really kind of depressed both me and my, my partner. And uh, as far as, you know, the fish, yeah, it definitely put a, put a damper and everything. And, you know, we had to change the AOI point system because we had to delete a tournament and we're not, we just don't have time to make it up, you know, with permits and all that stuff. So I don't know. Um, I'm really going to focus on the, the kayak fishing juniors league for the kayak fishing utah juniors league and uh i want to get some more kids involved and i think by doing that we're, we're i think our club's just going to grow i'd like to see 100 members next year it's, i know it's going to be about double maybe maybe 70 is where we'll be but we're getting a, a lot more people involved i think with the with the virus people went out and bought kayaks to get out in the outdoors and they're starting to understand the love of our sport so yeah, there was a lot of stimulus kayaks bought, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I got stimulus chickens. <laughs> oh, <did you? laughs> that, that's what we bought over the over the, the break. <laughs> yeah, that stimulus money was nice. I got an H crate for my kayak and paid up on nice. the bills. And it was nice. It was nice. <laughs> Well, well, thanks, Aaron, for coming on tonight. I appreciate you, you, know, you coming on here and talking to me and uh, talking about Utah fishing. I was pretty interested about, you know, how you guys fish out there in Utah. And Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah. And everybody listening, tight lines, and good night. <laughs>